0: That's all right. But yeah, you're going to miss the freshness. I am.
1: Hello and welcome to the most intelligent selection podcast, Gold Coast. I'm your host, Paul Collins. And over the past 20 years, I have had to learn a lot about personal development and success strategies to go from barely surviving to absolutely thriving. Well, it's time to give back to the people of the Gold Coast and who knows, maybe further afield. So I'll be interviewing business owners influencers, for want of a better word, and anyone with a voice and something positive to say so that we can help Gold Coasters and others increase their levels of success in all areas of their lives. Hello and welcome to the Most Intelligent Selection podcast, Gold Coast. This is episode 8 and today we have our wonderful photographer, Gustavo Yoshida. I've known Gustavo for I don't know how many years, Gustavo, quite a long time. When you 13. were thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen years. Wow. 13. When you were my student? I was a student back in two thousand nine. So Yeah, yeah wow. Yeah. Long time. And we still are friends. Isn't that good? Oh yeah. Um Gustavo, could you please introduce yourself to the audience in the uh, your elevator pitch.
0: Great. Thanks for the for inviting me here, Paul. That's we're planning to do this for a while and finally we made it. And yeah, my name is Gustavo. I'm 44 years old. Photographing since when I was 20 years old, so it's been like a long road. Photographing and stuff.
1: Yeah, and beautiful life and cool. Did you always want to be a photographer?
0: No, I did not. I'm actually teacher by trade.
1: Oh, that's right. I'm actually
0: about. teacher by trade, and which helps in any field because if you know how to teach, you basically know how to learn. I actually became a good learner, a better learner, after knowing how to teach. Mm. So it's it helped me a lot, and it's still helping me a lot about any process of learning.
1: And what, what were you teaching? I
0: was teaching in Brazil classes to the high school, to schools, like high God. school students. Yeah, like basic things from Microsoft to Word, spreadsheets on Excel, all this stuff, until draw back in the day. Yeah, of the <laughs> yeah. yeah so I'm that old. draw. So yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. Mate, I have huge respect for everybody, really, but for high school teachers, I would not want to teach high school. Not it's, if the students were like me or it's, some it's, of my friends. Yeah,
0: it's pretty, it's very challenging, I would say. But back in the day, I may say it was easier. Okay. Because Google wasn't that big. <laughs> so the students had to trust in the <laughs> things you say, not in the things they Google. Fantastic. But yeah, that was still a challenge. But interesting that I became a friend. I became most of the students I'm still in touch, believe it or not. Mm. And funny thing, one of my former students, she's actually now in Australia. Ooh, there you go. Uh, yeah. From Fortaleza, Brazil. Yeah. I met her here. Like I just what, is that you? was like, yeah, I was like, all right.
1: Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, teacher Gustavo, <laughs> Yoshida-sensei. Yoshida-sensei. What has been your biggest challenge so far? And that can come from whatever part of your life you see fit. How did you overcome that challenge? That's a
0: tough question. I think we have challenges every day, to be honest. I think every single day is a big challenge in life. I think the challenge, I did, of course, I didn't have only one. I had a few big ones in life. But I think the biggest challenges in life, getting out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. like in the way, for example, moving overseas as I did to Australia, as I did to Japan, or even moving interstate as I did when I was young with my parents, you moving interstate. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really big challenge, uh, especially for kids, because you don't know anyone and you have to get out, there and make friends.
1: So and how it, did you overcome that then as and, a kid uh, moving?
0: Yeah, well, I, have t- I had to get out there. I was always into push biking, like BMXing, doing all these things. So I just got my push bike back in the day, went to the BMX tracks and tried to make some friends, some mm. good friends, some bad friends. <laughs> but you learn it from both. You, you yeah. learn it from both experience, from the good experience from the bad experience. But I think push biking or any kind of sport – I think it's the best way to get yourself out there and socialise and making friends.
1: Did you do that when you came to Australia and when you moved around in Australia? or, Or when you went to Japan, sorry, and you came to Australia? Did you take your push bike and do BMX or start a sport or something where there is a group of people to help you assimilate into that society?
0: I did. In Japan, I did it in Australia. Funny thing, my first way in Japan, I spent all of it in a really cool mountain bike, mm. like dual suspension, disc brakes, you name it. And my mom was mad at me. <laughs> like, what did you do? I was like, mom, I love push bikes and mountain bikes, so I spent pretty much my whole wage in a mountain bike in Japan. Cool. It was a really decent bike, which was the one that, I did bring to australia when i moved in, wow. in 2009 so in ch- when i moved to australia funny story i had three backpacks there was my backpack with my clothes and all my stuff there was the backpack the camera backpack and my mountain bike in a bike case wow bike bag something
1: you must you have know. had a very good job in japan to spend your first wage on such an expensive bike
0: wasn't a good job but it was like a well paid job mm-hmm. which was which means was in a factory working twelve yeah. crazy hours a day oh as wow. a robot and stuff <laughs> but could pay. So, okay. so yeah, I got the bike. So yeah, push bikes or bikes, I just oh. love it. And so I think and, and that's a good way to connect actually. Not just with people but with the place that you okay. live in. And yep. Japan has a massive cycling culture. Yeah like yeah, push bikes there and yeah.
1: Let's not talk too much about Japan. I will get Homesick, yeah. Even though it's not my Fair home, no. clearly. <laughs> All right, that's wonderful. How about your biggest success, and how did you achieve that success?
0: Interesting. I, I think everybody pursue success. Everybody wants to be successful in life, but success is very relative in the meaning. You may. Most of the people may think. I think people may. Relate straight away success with money. Mm -hmm. If you don't have money, you're not successful. And which is my opinion is completely wrong. You can be successful in life just living it the life you want. And you're successful depending on the things you like doing it. And I am successful in that way. Uh, I do things that I love. I live in a place that I do like. I'm surrounded by people that I do enjoy spending time with. So that's success for me. Mm. That's a really, really big success for So me. you are living
1: your success. Wow. Yeah. And so that's very hard for a lot of people. And this podcast, the, the whole idea of this podcast is to help people who are already doing well to do better, but to help those that may not be doing as well as they would like to improve and do better. Because we've had lots of challenges in the last few years 100%. so how did you manage to design your life in such a way or to think in such a way that you are a success fundamentally just because you are living
0: i think whatever you do and i've learned that from that like in a really bad way back in the day because when you when you think nature you just think everything and you the best doing anything mm-hmm. and uh, you don't trust adults pretty much and your parents are the biggest enemy ever
1: yeah of course
0: and and dad always told me like whatever you do just do it right mm-hmm. whatever you do simple things whatever you do whatever things someone asks you to do just do it right or just say i don't want to do it it's mm-hmm. better you're saying i don't want to do it rather than you're doing wrongly or badly just because someone
1: asked you to do it And I I can see that in your work that you do, when I see you (laughs) photographing our properties.
0: Yeah, that's interesting you're saying that, because sometimes I don't get any job that comes on my way, to be very honest. Mm. Because it's a teamwork, I don't work by myself. So the people that is hiring me or is trying to work with me, we need to be on the same page. Mm. As we're briefly talking here about like filming properties or doing anything together, we must be on the same page. I have to tell you what I do need mm. to do it right, plus my effort, of course, and my will. But you need to understand as well what you need to provide to me to get it right. You do your best, I do my best, yeah, aiming for a good result or mm. good product, or whatever you're doing. It.
1: Fantastic, fantastic. Now, Gustavo, of course, we just mentioned about you photographing our properties. I know you've been a photographer for a very long time and you have your business, right? Yeah. yeah. So how could your business, your photography business, how could that help people living on the Gold Coast?
0: Oh, in many ways. I think whatever they do. Let's go back to the Langports, right? 2009. So when I moved to Australia, my first point of contact or the place or the first place that I could make any network was the English school. And I knew that. And I had this in mind. I was like, my network is going to come from the English school. That's going to be the first place. Talk about really first, like first week, second week, sure. first month, let's say. And so I came up with a plan. Say, look, I will try to make that school my first client. Or I will try to grab my first clients from that school. And so did I. Mm-hmm. One of the teachers was my first client for wedding photography. Is that right, Leonie? Back in the day, mm-hmm. and I had a talk to her and stuff. And yeah, she did pay all my fees. She did pay all my the cost to drive down to city that was in a wow. her family farm. That was really cool because I had a road trip plus my wedding covered by her like by by the wedding and it was amazing that was really cool that's actually that was <coughs> one of i feel it's one of my best weddings that i did cover so yeah leone the teacher was my first client in australia and that came up from hanging around the locals yeah sure which means we all know in this uh, english school there was like a massive brazilian community and mm-hmm. stuff but i was like say look i know how to speak portuguese I know how the Brazilians behave. I know about the the Brazilian culture already. So I do not need them now. Don't take me wrong. I love Brazilians. None of my best friends are Brazilians. But at the moment I moved to Australia, I don't need them. I need the locals. So you may remember, but instead of lunch break or the quick breaks, instead of hanging out with the Brazilians or someone else, I was at the teacher's room, bothering everyone, like (laughs) photocopying things for them and helping them and talking to them and hanging with them,
1: including you. You were taking advantage of the situation in a good way, as you should. (laughs) There's no point going to an English school and uh, and speaking Portuguese, right?
0: uh, Yeah. And at the end of this year, I've been invited by you to spend Christmas with your family. 2009, that was my first Christmas in Australia with your family. That's right. Yeah. And I was I'm so grateful for that, and I I always remember that. Me too. That's cool. I was like, that's cool. And my plan was actually to stay for only six months, for only six months.
1: And here we are. Uh,
0: Yeah. And I just catch up with Rob. Rob was here before myself, and I was like, oh, Rob, man, such a great memories and great times. So Mm -hmm. that's the friendship that's still on since then, and when. That there, there was like the strategy and stuff. And the way you said, back to the question, how to make okay. your job help you in wherever you go and stuff, I think you have to commit to your goals and the things. As you said, take advantage in a good way about the situation you have in your hands. Like, mm. And the situation in my hands was I need to know people. I need to meet people. I need to grow
1: my network mm. here. So that actually was my next question, or, or one of the questions in the future. Right. I'd asked how the how your business can help the local community. How could the local community, the Gold Coast, how could they help your business?
0: Oh, they can help
1: just hire me. Not
0: <laughs> <laughs> fundamentally, basically, the
1: they could sell their house with me, and I can hire you. That's the plan. Wonderful. But um.
0: No, I think it's an exchange. I think it's an exchange.
1: Mm. I always try to
0: get back somehow to the community and stuff. I've been involved in two... There was a friend of mine that she has, like, a charity to help. She's a runner. She runs, like, Mm. marathons and stuff. And she has a really, really cool charity to help mainly Africa with, like, sending running... Africans, they run pretty well, Mm, like, marathons and stuff. They top on the list. And so she helps them sending like running shoes runners in mm. a good condition to them. And so, yeah, I don't, I gave them like a headshot voucher for to be draw or something yeah, okay. to them and stuff. I think you can always do a bit yeah. for the community and the community for you. I always try to get involved with the community things.
1: Nice. Yeah. Now you mentioned a question or two ago. About starting at school and knowing that, that was where your network would be. And fundamentally, I think, mm-hmm. your success strategy or habit or that we could share or you could share that could help someone begin to take positive action and get more control of their life. Yeah, Would I be right in saying that it would be finding where your network could be and who you could talk to, and who is going to help you get a step closer to your goal? Is that what you were saying?
0: Oh, totally. Absolutely. And by the time I say network, it's everybody. Mm. Literally, like, everybody in network. Guess what? I know the name of the girl that works at the petrol station, Catherine, <laughs> next to my place, corner. <laughs> and beautiful. I called her by her name. Mm. Hey, Catherine, how are you today? And I knew she was going to New Zealand. And when she came back, we talk about her trip back in New Zealand. Mm. And I even joke, I say, hey, Kiora, welcome back. What's happening? <laughs> you know what I mean? How was the trip and stuff? And um, funny thing to try to take advantage of these things. Uh, there was another day I was like, hey, Kath. I was like, yeah. Do you have, because petrol's, you know, petrol price, like just crazy and stuff. And I didn't even joke. I said, look, do you have any like family and friends discounting this things <laughs> that you could give me? And she had a crack. But um, joking with people, talking with people, sure. being friendly with people. I love coffee and I love coffee shops around my place. And I know all the baristas by name. And I introduced myself to all of them. And if I'm lining up to order something and someone says something, I, I always chat. Or even if the people understand anything, I try to have a conversation because we're social,
1: we're being, respectful being respectful and nice. And like, yeah, mm. you know what I mean,
0: like a banter, like a really smart and good banter. Yeah, uh, I love it. Beautiful. Uh, that's that's a yeah. that's a great. So yeah, great answer. F- just summing up the thing: your network is everybody. Mm. Talk to everybody, and do mention. If you get the chance or if you get a gap into the conversation, Mm. mention what you do.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Try to mention what you do because you never know. No, wow. Well done. Don't go to people, oh, I'm a photographer. How are you doing? (laughs) Do you need the photos? No, not that way. I'm going
1: to call the um, attendant at the petrol station, Cath, wherever I go, whether they're Cath or not. Yeah. That's your advice. Call (laughs) call them (laughs) Cath. Yeah. We're, We're almost done, mate you could go on for ages and ages. Oh,
0: I could so see. Here. I got my banana, I got my water. I'm it's my has.
1: banana, which yeah. I gave you because you said Thank they're too expensive. I love banana. Yeah, they're really expensive. But I will remember that I gave it to you. Thank you. And hold it against you. Not <laughs> the banana, but the fact. The fact. All right. Anyway, uh, mate, what are you curious about right now?
0: I think I'm curious about... I'm, I'm a very curious person. I'm a very curious person. I, I don't think there is any specific subject or topic to be curious about it but i'm curious about actually where all this technology will lead us or will break us That's what
1: technology for example our iphones and computers and podcast equipment as in front of us or well, ai and things like ai that? basically
0: i, I do with technology on a daily basis mm. uh, i do with cameras and softwares and computers and stuff and obviously i do like a good technology i do like Mm. high-end technology high-end products but my concern is just on the way that it goes beyond our control like it gets too automated that it takes away the joy Mm. of what you do what's going to be the purpose of doing it If, if the robot or the computer can do it for you how are you going to put your input on it? You know what I mean? Like well,
1: there's a very fine line,
0: of course. Yeah, yeah. We just talk about the software you use um, for your podcast and stuff and can mimic your voice or can even recreate your voice. Of course, it's helpful if you use in a good way, but... I don't know. I'm old school. I'm old. Old school, it means old. I was born in
1: 78. Old and, uh, school with your iPhone and Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah. Expensive I mean, camera.
0: <laughs> how old school I am, but... Okay. Uh, no, it's... I'm just concerned, like, even... I think it's a cycle, and that became a really trendy... Trained back film cameras. And you know, then people are photographing with film cameras, We mm. is different now.
1: It became something different. Film cameras are expensive. I, I went to a camera not. shop yesterday... Yeah. And the film cameras were $40 yeah. for a disposable wish, camera. Yeah, I wish I was still having my film camera. Yeah, wow. I think I have some in my garage. Some yeah. old Pentax cameras, and Olympus. Yeah, yeah. The mechanics. Yeah, they're the fantastic. And the real click. Yeah, beautiful. You can't replicate that with technology no. as yeah. such. Yeah. Wow. Gustavo, is there anything I should have asked you? but I didn't oh many
0: questions I don't know we can go really fun subjects here because we close to each other and stuff <laughs> but no I, I think we you do cover I mean following the podcast profile I think we did talk about good things mm. but mainly I think all ends up at the end of the day I think all is about be nice like friendship and connection and network but as a health network. Mm. A healthy network. Um yeah. not trying to take advantage of any talk you have or any chat or every person you you meet. Genuine and solid
1: network. Giving without the expectation totally. of getting in totally. return. Yeah. Yeah. May I have two more questions for you. I'm now ready. you are in a real estate agent's office. Mine. Yeah. Slash English school slash farm headquarters. Yeah. Uh, but real estate Slash agents, podcast. of yeah, that's right. Media empire. Yeah, if you could live anywhere on the Gold Coast, yeah, where would you live?
0: I would live hinterland, maybe. Mm. Oh beautiful. Canangra, Tamborine Mountain, Springbrook, some nice I motorbike tracks. Nice mountain bike, motorbike tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the ocean as I do love the bush. The mm. forest and the hills Yuh-huh. and, uh,
1: yeah. Let's see in 10 years' time if that's become Let's true. Make the last question, and my favourite one, is always the last question. Right. And it's, what did your childhood smell
0: like? It smells like? Man, my childhood smells like happiness, 100%. What does
1: happiness smell like?
0: Happiness smells... That's really tricky question, Paul. How to describe, like, feeling.
1: I asked what your childhood smelled like. That's an easy question. That's an easy question. You said happiness. That's a happiness. hard question.
0: Uh, I think it did smell freshness. Like this fresh smell. Like fresh. Maybe like a Saturday morning smell. Okay. Like not after a big night, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> not with uh, lots of sharemates. What does a what does a Saturday morning in Brazil smell like?
0: Oh, I don't know. I'm just comparing because Saturday mornings, I think, is the best time of the week.
1: Pancakes, cut Pancakes, grass, coffee, slow
0: breakfast, coffee. Yeah, bacon, egg, and rolls. coffee was a
1: childhood. Maybe if your parents were drinking it, hopefully. Oh, they love were. it.
0: Dad mm-hmm. does so much. A, lo- a lot of coffee. Yeah, he's a coffee drinker. I think they got that from him. But smell freshness. Smell, yeah,
1: fresh. Fresh smell. Let's see what happens Ooh. tomorrow because tomorrow is Saturday for us. Tomorrow Trust. is Saturday morning. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Pancakes, coffee, and happiness. Yeah, as an Nice cup of happiness. That's it. Love it. Fantastic, Gustavo Yoshida. I've been waiting to do this for a long time, and it's been worth the wait. Thanks, Paul. That's, thank uh, you very much for your time.
0: Thank you very much. After yeah, uh, yeah, it's a relationship of
1: thirteen years. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah.
0: We could go for thirty hours, maybe. This we podcast, could, but people wouldn't but
1: follow that. They may, but I'm not ten Joe Rogans, so <laughs> you know, Bob Rogan. I'm yeah, maybe. We'll cut it there. I think almost half an hour is quite enough.
0: Yeah, there was always something more to talk about. I think we got to the point. We did,
1: uh, and we I'd love to have you on again, share some more of your wisdom. Beautiful, it's been, it's been eye-opening. So That's thank you my very much again. To come back, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Have a great day, bye. So why, why freshness and happiness? Why is that the? What does that smell like?
0: I think yeah, this freshness that has it is hundred percent related. Back in the day when I was young and my mates and I we used to go for push bike rides or mountain bike tracks and stuff. Yeah. We didn't have phones, so we had to go to the meeting point. Let's say four thirty in the morning, or sometimes even before. And if you don't make any time, they just leave you behind. So there was this freshness of waking up. My parents were still in bed and just living and getting this sunrise, like this really fresh Saturday morning, feeling ready to exercise, ready to chasing waterfalls and oh, wow. dirty roads. And
1: it feels like I'm I'm there already. Yeah. Feels like I'm there. That's the freshness I was into. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I feel like going for an early morning bike ride tomorrow. But I am not going to because <laughs> I I like, no. there was no one for me to meet and so I will stay in bed. Yeah. Anyway.
0: That's all right. But yeah, you're going to miss the freshness. I am. That's okay.
1: I will use deodorant when I go oh, out. That's fresh. Awesome. Thanks, mate.